This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tunde Bolanta, as he brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. In the first service this morning, we were talking about keys to immediate manifestation. Can we say together, keys to immediate manifestation. And we read from John chapter 6, from verse 16 to 21. And I'd like to go back there and continue where I left off. Keys to immediate manifestation. God can do some things quickly that you've been waiting to happen in a long time. The background of this story is that the disciples had gone out and they've been used by God. And Jesus, you know, they were trying to go and rest and the people came and then he fed them. And then he himself told the disciples to get into the boat while he goes to pray. And uh, things began to look different for them. There was darkness, there was storm. Jesus comes in walking on the storm. And Bible says immediately they were in the place where they were supposed to be. Let's read now from verse 16. John 6, 16. And when even was now come, his disciples went down onto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea towards Capernaum. And it was now dark. And Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. Verse 19. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlocks, they see Jesus walking on the sea, and drawing near unto the ship, they were afraid. But he said unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. The Passion Translation of verse 16 says, they were relieved to take him in. And the moment Jesus stepped into the boat, they were instantly transported to the other side. The moment Jesus stepped into the boat, they found themselves where they're going. If you are going to Abuja, this is 9.14, and you arrived Abuja at 9.14, people may not want to welcome you. Sister, when did you leave Kaduna? I left Kaduna at 9.14. When did you arrive at Abuja? I arrived at Abuja at 9.14. Uh, if the people are very traditionally minded, they will say, let's make pounded yam with a goosey soup. Um, if you can eat it, we'll believe you are not a spirit. Hallelujah to Jesus. Oh, they'll start doing some funny things with you because you are not supposed to arrive there the moment that you left here. Does anyone understand what I mean by that? So, but with Jesus, nothing is impossible. Yours might not be this kind of translation. It might be something you've waited for for such a long time. It might be something that has been delayed. It might be something you've even given up hope about. But God has spoken to me, like I told them in the first service, that we, under this commission, we have come into the season of immediate manifestation. 
If you didn't bring amen for that, I brought my own amen this morning. That me and my family, me and this commission and this church, we have come into a season of immediate manifestation. Which means we can be transported. Which the Bible says, um, this is John 3, 8. He said, the wind bloweth where it listed. So is a man born of the Spirit. When you are born of the Spirit, you can appear here now and they will not know where you went the next time. Is somebody hearing me? That is how you are. Nobody can write you off. Anybody that writes you off does it at his own peril. Anybody who looks at you now and say, Raleigh or, or John, look, I, I cannot see your future. It's because they are blind. You are like the wind. When you blow, when wind blows, you don't even know where that wind will come out. They are seeing you now. Very soon, they will not even see your brake light. Do I have a witness in the house of the Lord? They are seeing you now, but very soon, I said they will not see your brake light. Because Jesus is able to transport you to your now season to bring that thing that has been waiting for a long time to pass. He can make it happen for you, and he will make it happen for you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the earlier service, we saw the story of Abraham and his wife Sarah. <clears throat> Things didn't go exactly as they thought. Faith is obeying the voice of God when all you are clinging onto is his word. Faith is obeying the voice of God when all you are clinging on to is his word. Jesus said, get in the boat and go. I would have loved Jesus to travel with me. Wouldn't you like Jesus to travel with you? But that is why you are better than those disciples. You are in a better covenant. Even in those your lonely moments, Jesus is there. Because the Bible says we are the body of Christ, our members in particular. That means when, when, when the enemy sees you, he sees Jesus. Philip was saying, he said, show us the Father, I believe John 14, 9, thereabout, and we shall be satisfied. Jesus said, if you have seen me, what? You have seen the Father. The head and the body cannot be separated. So, all they had working for them was what Jesus told them. All Abraham had Genesis 12, 1 to 3, we saw it earlier today. Leave your father's house, go to where I will show you. Was the word of God. He didn't even know where he was going. He had no map. He had no map. He had nothing to say. Go this way, turn this way after 30 minutes. <laughs> he, he had no GPS. He has nothing. He said, just go. Sometimes in your walk of faith, that's all you have. What God has said. You look around you, everything around you is saying, it's not going to happen. But I'm here to announce to you this morning that the word of God is, is good enough to navigate your destiny. By, by faith, we understand that the world we see were formed by the words of God. I want to say this morning, the word of God is big enough to navigate your destiny. If he carried the weight of the whole world on his shoulder, he can definitely carry you. If his world created the, the, the universe and, the, and everything we see, I want to say to you, that word can definitely sustain and direct you. Sometimes you don't feel him. Sometimes you don't think he is there. But he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. 
child of God, there's not one moment if you are born again that the Holy Spirit is not in you. He does not sleep. He does not slumber. He is in you 24-7. When you move, he moves. Jesus was telling Philip, are you looking for God's address? Where is God's address? Somebody. Oh, some people are not touching. I said, where is God's address? Somebody. It's right here. God lives right there. I think it was Brother Bonke or someone else who was sharing the story about either himself or someone went to buy a mattress in a shop. And as he was trying to buy the mattress, the, the man selling, he just, he just looked in his eyes and said, I see God in your eyes. And he went to him and said, ah, how can that man say he can see God in my eyes? God said, well, I live inside you. Don't you know that? And I happened to be looking out through my window when he saw me. Someone said, God lives inside me. I'm a God carrier. I carry God in me. And I'm in Christ. And Christ is in me. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. So we're in a better position because we have the Holy Spirit and a better covenant. So when they were going on this journey, darkness came. And I want to say to you, turn with me to Joshua chapter 14. Joshua chapter 14 from verse 7 to 12. Let's read it. Darkness is a natural phenomenon, which means maybe we like it or not, we're gonna, it's going to get dark. Old age is a natural phenomenon. Maybe you like it or not, you will grow old. But sometimes darkness can try to cover the word of God. Your age can try to cover the word of God, but not, does not have the power to supersede the word of God. I shared that testimony of a sister that went into early menopause or visiting one of our churches. And the Lord gave me a prophetic word that she would deliver naturally. Of course, we're not against if you need the doctor's help. But God said that's not what's going to happen. She's going to have that child herself, everything natural. Because I saw where they were mixing her, whatever they were mixing, I saw the test tube or whatever, it just broke right in front of me. I even had this in the spirit. I said, ah, which one is this? But I knew what it meant. The pastor that time, he's not a prof. He was pulling my shirt. Daddy, daddy, daddy. When we got into the office later, I said, we're going to tell you that that sister went into early menopause. And you are not saying the thing will happen naturally. That is darkness and natural forces. Age. Hallelujah. Night will come. Winter will come. Autumn will come. Spring will come. Summer will come. Rainy season will come. Dry season will come. But rainy season cannot stop the promises of God. Dry season plus serious hamatan cannot stop the promises of God. As these are the natural forces that cause us to start doubting the faithfulness of God. But there's no natural force big enough to change the destiny and the power in the word of God this morning. So read, let's go with me. Uh, if you are taking notes, you can write this down as we read this passage. Darkness cannot hide the face of God, neither 
can it stop his promises over your life? Darkness cannot hide the face of God, neither can it stop his promises over your life. Now, from verse 7, uh, let's see. Uh, I need to give you that scripture again. It's not the correct one. But I'll come back to it. Um, when Joshua told the son to stand still over Gibeon and moon uh, in the valley of Ajalon. Hallelujah. He told the stones, Joshua 10 is where we should go to. Joshua 10, verse 12 to 14. Joshua 10, 12 to 14 is where you should go to. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, standest thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people have avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is, is, it, is not this written in the book of Jasha? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Nightfall can come upon the promise of God in your life. What do I mean by nightfall? Like Abraham and Sarah, they were getting too old for the promises of God. But you cannot get too old for the promises of God. I say you cannot get too old for the promises of God. I say you cannot get too old for the promises of God. Your body will not get too old for the promises of God. Nightfall is a natural occurrence. But I want to say to you, when that night decides to fall, God knew night was going to fall. And Joshua, 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 a man under an inferior covenant, a man under an inferior covenant, a man that God came upon once in a while. You know, in the Old Testament, the, the, the Holy Spirit only came upon the prophet, the priest, and the kings. He would visit them and they would do great things. But you, you are the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. 24-7, the Holy Spirit lives in you. I said 24-7, the Holy Spirit lives in me. 24-7, the Holy Spirit lives in you. When darkness seems to fall on the promise of God in your life, just remember that darkness cannot hide the face of God. Darkness cannot deny the power of the word of God. Joshua, a man under an inferior covenant, he said, if this God is in my corner, they were fighting a battle and night was catching up with them. When you are fighting in the dark, you cannot see your enemies. He said, he said to the sun, Son, you stand still upon Gibeon and you moon in the valley of Ajalon until the work is done. I want to say, Joshua, uh, uh, Caleb, rather, Joshua. Joshua said that. And for Caleb, in the first scripture, you can see, write it down. For Caleb, he was already 80 years old. He was too old by natural calculation. I said Caleb was too old 
by natural calculation. He was already 80 years old. At 80 years of age, you are playing with your grandchildren. At 80 years of age, you are, you, you, you are probably walking with a stick. I want to say to somebody in this house, and anybody who has the faith to believe it, that as for me, even when I become 80 years old, by the grace of God, night will not fall upon the promises of God in my life. I will be like Caleb. At 80 years of age, I will be telling the Lord, give me this mountain. I will be like Caleb. At 80 years of age, I will be telling the Lord, give me this mountain. Is Pastor Eke in the house today? Is he in the house today? He's not here this morning. He's an 80-year-old man who walks around. One of our pastors, he walks around like a young man. Sometimes he's bouncing. He, he makes young people look funny. When the man starts moving, sometimes I say, ha, ha, this Baba, which kind of apple you they chop like this? At 80, you are moving like a trailer. I want to say you will fulfill God's promises. Maybe you are 80 or you are like 120. You will fulfill the promises of God. Let the anointing, let the anointing, the grace of Caleb. Let it come upon you and your generation in the name of Jesus. Night will not fall upon your destiny. Night will not fall upon your destiny. Night will not fall upon your destiny. If you believe that, lift your hand and give him a shout of hallelujah in the house of the Lord. So we have Caleb at 80 years. That was the first scripture I gave you. And then we have Joshua, a man under the old covenant. Telling the son, hello, Mr. Son, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. I'm trying to remember who this great man of God, please, you can take a seat, who this great man of God was. They say when that Baba was trying to die, I'm going to, I'm going to, find, I'm going to, his name is not coming to me now. He was sitting on the altar trying to preach. He was going to preach when death came, when the angel of death came. He said, angel of death, you wait. I am not done yet. When he finished his preaching, he sat down in a chair. And just took off to heaven. What a way to go. Somebody shouted better hallelujah. I said night will not fall on the promises of God. And if that night falls, it will not deny you what God has promised you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know when it's night, people think that, oh it's so dark. What can we do? I don't know what I'm going to do about this. But I'm telling you that God does not fail. God does not fail. So you have Joshua 14, which I didn't read, 7 to 12. That is talking about um, Caleb. And then you have Joshua 10, 12 to 14, talking about Joshua. You can write both passages down. When darkness fails his lovely face, I'll rest on his unchanging grace in every heart and stormy day my anchor holds within the veil on Christ the solid rock I stand all over the Sinking sand all over the ground is sin. His oath is covenant, his oath is covenant, his 
his blood. So put me the whelming floor when all around my soul gives way. today. Dark seasons are periods of spiritual growth. Dark seasons are what? Periods of spiritual growth. Psalm 139 from verse 7. Psalm 139 from verse 7. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. Verse 11. If I say, surely darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reign, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. The point I'm making is that dark seasons are periods of spiritual growth. Why do I say that? Look at babies when they're in the womb. You know, there's no nepa there. There's, there's, no, there's no light. There's no, there's no artificial light inside the womb. Even if they do scan for you, you'll just be here. The water is... It's very dark in there. Woman, do you understand what I'm saying to you? It's dark in there. But it is in that darkness... Because it's dark does not mean the baby is not growing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you are in a dark season does not mean you are growing. In fact, many times God walks in the dark. For God to create beautiful Eve, God had to put Adam to sleep. Because when you are awake, sometimes and God is trying to do something in your life, you say, Father, as if you are God, Father, do it this way. God says, if, if Abraham does not sleep for this operation, Abraham will disturb me. Abi. He was the first to apply anesthesia on somebody. He said, Abraham, shh, shut up. Some of us are too active. He said, be still. He said, Father, I cannot be still. I must do this thing. Father, 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 my business. Father, God says, calm down. I am walking when you are sleeping. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. He said, the kingdom of God is like a man that puts seed in the ground. 
He rises night and day and knoweth not how. He said the art bringing forth of itself, he says it brings forth um, the blade, the air of the corn, and then the full corn, and then he puts in the sickle. So there's a progression. When that seed is in the ground, you can't see it. It's dark. A dark season doesn't mean God has left you. It means that God is walking. In your dark season, I say God is walking. When you don't seem to see anything, God is walking. He's walking in the dark. He's, when, you don't, when you don't see anything, he's still walking. When you don't feel anything, he's still walking. I said he's still walking. That's why the doctors, sometimes when your body is not, they say, okay, a little bit more sleep will help you. So when you are sleeping, your body is regenerating itself. Sometimes, that's why God said, just be still. It's not easy to be still when you have a problem. Remember, you know, it's not easy to be still. Your brain is calculating the money. How will this money come? How will this? And the landlord is not helping matters. All, your, all the people you are owing are calling you. It's difficult to be still. But when you are still, God can walk in that darkness. I believe God is working for somebody here in the name of Jesus. As I say, I believe God is working for somebody here in the name of Jesus. In, in that book of Psalm that Psalm, Psalm we read, he said, darkness and light are the same to him. It's you that know it's dark. For God, it's like afternoon when it's night. He can see in the dark, he can see in the night. And there's no night in heaven because Jesus is the light of that place. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. It's not easy to drive in the night. I don't even know it's not easy to drive in the night. There are very few countries in the world, I've been in many places, where they have lights on the streets between towns. Not the, I'm not talking of street lights inside town. Like if you are going from Kaduna to Zaria now, you'll be seeing lights and you are driving. <laughs> not many places in the world, even many of developed countries, it's still dark there. Inside town, they will have street light. But when you start going far, you are traveling from, you are this But some very sophisticated places, they have light in the dark. But then it's still dark. There's nothing you can do. You can put all the lights if you like. Night is still night. I've been in places where when you are going from town A to B, you'll be seeing light on the road. I say, you people, you try, oh. <laughs> My trial. But it's still night. In your mind, you know it's night. When your mind is telling you it is night, it is day with God. For Sarah and Abraham, their bodies told them impossible. Mama, 90. Baba, almost 100. Abraham, almost 100. Sarah, about 90 years old. How is this? Night had caught up with the promise of God. But for God, it's still daytime. It's daytime for you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I say it's daytime for you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. There are some projects God will ask you to do. You say, God, there are people that can do it better. I don't have the cover to do this. But he chose you. Because he wants to make you a sign and a wonder. Can we get an amen in the house of the Lord? Yeah. Hallelujah to Jesus. So darkness came. But God was walking in the darkness. And it gets worse for them. Not only is dark, has darkness come, things began to change. A storm came. A storm came. 
you won't be able to appreciate what they went through. How many of you have been on the, on the high sea before? High sea. High sea. I'm sure, Pastor, you've been on the, on the high sea. I saw two hands. Please, let me, can you stand up just where you are there? On the high sea. Let me ask you one question, sir. On that high sea, you look here, what did you see? You look here, what did you see? You look here, what did you see? You look behind, what did you see? Is there a place to park on the high sea? If there's, is there a place to park on the high sea? Now you say, okay, you know, like when you are on normal road, if you have a place, say, okay, let me park my car and call mechanic. Is it possible to call mechanic on the high sea? Eh, my brother, is it possible that you can say, okay, let's park for, uh, let me call mechanic uh, from, 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 from that town there. Is it possible? So when a storm comes on the high sea, what will a human being do? <laughs> They might have comment from, from above. The sea is a very powerful metaphor here. That they are on the sea where you cannot park. You cannot call anybody. The Jesus who told them to go did not follow them. Ah, They've just endured darkness. Now, let me ask you, I don't know why you went on the high sea. Have you been on the high sea when there's a little bit of turbulence? Your own was calm. Have you been with turbulence? Huh? Slight one. Me, I've been in serious one. If it's a small boat, they will tell all of you to wear life jackets. Okay. So, you can see that. So, that some of you will know that we're not making up the story. If you never enter sea before. You know, Kaduna, we only have one river here. <laughs> so you can see people that have been on the sea they can tell us the only river will get here if it was you jump out and swim <laughs> may you not see Wahala of high sea one time I was coming I was going from Christiansand in Norway to go to Denmark for a meeting I don't know what happened maybe there were no flights they said no no, no this will be faster I think it's a three hour, 15 minutes on the ferry. It's called Color Line. Okay, go and check it. Big ferry. There's supermarkets in the ferry. There's dining hall where you can eat in the ferry. And these people have to even have place where they can sleep. Sir. So we got on this ferry. And people climbed the deck to enjoy the outside. Me too, I follow them. <laughs> follow, follow. <laughs> when you are in Rome, you do like the Romans. They say they are climbing up. I say, okay, let us climb. <laughs> Where for sit down? Where they put me? They say, I climb. We are on the deck. They were talking. <laughs> me, I was praying. <laughs> I am a Kadula boy. <laughs> we only have one river. <laughs> I go get to you. I was praying, Father. <laughs> Just... <sighs> Suddenly, this turbulence came. 
Everybody started leaving the deck. They said, let's go down, let's go down, let's go down. Some people sat on their chair. People are standing. Everybody, people have been known to be blown off. People went inside. I mean, this family is carrying hundreds of cars. It's a huge thing like a... So we all went down. Imagine that situation. You see a man walking towards you. You say they have come from the village to finish me here. So I can, I'm trying to picture these guys what was actually going through their minds. It was not funny. And the Jesus who told them, I'm coming, has not come. Night has fallen. And they are not on a big ferry, they are just on a small boat. It was not easy. Now, um, if you follow that story, one of the accounts of the gospel of that story is that Peter saw Jesus walking, and Peter said, if it is you, Jesus, tell me to come. That's one of the accounts said that. And Jesus said, Peter, and Peter began to walk on that same sea that they were afraid of. Me, I thought that the sea would say, Peter, you are not Jesus. Which means, when Peter walked on that sea, the trouble has not stopped. The sea was still troubled. As Jesus was walking on the troubled sea, and they were afraid, and Peter said, if it is you, I'm sure Peter said it out of fear, like, Jesus, we don't know if it is you or not, but if it is you, I want to come, or out of excitement. You know, Peter is always the first to try everything. There's some people like that. But at least we can celebrate him. At least he walk on the sea. The rest were in the boat. I don't want to die. Oh, I don't want to die. But Peter said, if I die, at least I was heading towards Jesus the last time you saw me. So he stepped out. So the troubled sea did not differentiate between Jesus and Peter. Did you notice that? It's another account. The sea did not say, ah, Jesus is walking. You, my, who, are, who are you? Who born dog? He said, no, 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 no. As long as you are walking on the word of Jesus, you can walk. The other story where Jesus was sleeping and the boat was filled with water. If you remember again, Jesus calmed the storm and told them, why are you of little faith? What is Jesus trying to say? Jesus is trying to say to us that we are his body. I quoted in the earlier service where Corinthians, I think it's 1 Corinthians 6. I'm going to get it for you in a bit. It calls us righteousness. Amen? It calls us Christ. It calls us light. What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness. What fellowship has light with darkness? What fellowship has Christ with Belial? Like I said, this my daughter now can call herself Mrs. Greg. She doesn't even have to do the EJ. You can just say Mrs. Greg. And the name will still be correct because Greg is her head. A trailer's head and the body, they are the same. If you say, well, I only respect the trailer head, I'm telling you, the, both of them are coming to jam you. <laughs> if Jesus is the head and we are the body, hallelujah. I said, if Jesus is the head and we are the body, it means we can exercise authority over the storms of life. 
your identity with Christ, the point I'm making precisely, if you want to say it with me, say, my identity with Christ has given me authority over the storms of life. My identity with Christ has given me authority over the storms of life. Because the storm did not say, oh, this one is Jesus. No, no, no. Peter walked. Jesus walked. You are the body of Christ and you are a member in particular. Hallelujah to Jesus. We are the body of Christ and we are what? We are members in particular. The devil cannot differentiate. In the earlier service, oh, I see this, my girls are here. All right. Endurance and um, uh, melody, come. These are two of my king's kids. Beautiful girls, help me clap for them. Help me clap for them. Look at these beautiful girls. When they were younger, they used to confuse us more. Maybe they are trying to confuse me now. They are not standing the way they stood earlier. Uh, I want somebody uh, who will help me now. Which of the you are also John, aren't you? Okay. Come. Let me differentiate. Can you differentiate these two children? You are trying to. If I give you their name, you'll be confused. Can you differentiate? Come, come and look. Look at them very well. Hmm. Hmm. They have the same face, but you can see some small, small difference. You see how you see how it's taking you time. This one has. This one has. This is a melody, Abby, and this is endurance. It took me. This, this, you can see that. It took me a long time. Sometimes one of them will run towards me. When I called him, they said, Daddy, you are wrong. <laughs> and the other one will run towards me. They used to use me to play. After a day, I called both of them. I started looking at the kids. I said, this one. Now, if they are trying to play me, I would do, you always see, when I come, I say, I'll do like this. <laughs> it's even hard to do like that, too. You see, one thing, you can point it out like this, but if I give you their names, you are going to be confused. But do you know, help me clap for them as they take their seats. Beautiful girls. But for you, Satan cannot examine your face. Because your face and Jesus' body are joined together. When you are coming, he sees Jesus. The reason you are not exercising dominion is you are thinking that, ah, Satan will know it's me. He doesn't know it is you. It is you and Jesus. The head of a trailer and the body, they come together. Your head and your body come together. In fact, when we want to identify you, the first thing we use is your face. And when the devil sees you in Christ, that's why John said, yeah, Jesus told Philip, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. There is no difference between me and God. We, the same way with us. When you get to heaven, there are certain things that have worried you. You say, God, why did I allow that nonsense? The thing you are afraid of is afraid of you. Why? Because you and Jesus are joined together. If you know you are joined with the Lord this morning, can you wave your hand and give him praise? 
Therefore, you can take authority and dominion over the storms of life in the name of Jesus. All right. We are going somewhere. We are getting closer. Glory to God. Yes, Joshua exercised that dominion even though it was in an old covenant. He exercised dominion. The other scripture I was going to give you, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 and 15, when it talks about unrighteous, righteousness and unrighteousness, light and darkness, Christ and Belial. If your mind is not renewed to new creation reality, it will almost sound like... Um, um, it will almost sound like uh, blasphemy to you. It will almost sound like, but it is not. It is what God has made. We didn't make it ourselves. Do you understand? Do you understand? When Ruth married Boaz, they were calling her Moabitish girl yesterday. After the marriage, they are calling her Madam. Is it her fault? Is it her fault? She married well. She married well. You will marry well in Jesus' name. She married well. The honor of a man is his wife. A man can wear bathroom slippers, but the wife will dress well. When you want to abuse him, you look at his wife and say, ah, this man they try. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even if not the woman uses her money by him, but this man they try. <laughs> this man they try now, at least now his wife. Women, am I telling the truth? Sometimes they say your husband is try. Inside you say, hmm, they try true, true. Let me buy my body. Hallelujah to Jesus. Are you still with me? We are the body of Christ. We are members in particular. Everywhere you stand, the face of Jesus will be seen in Jesus' name. All right. Your new identity in Christ is an eternal place of security where you can operate from the secret place. Your new identity in Christ is an eternal place of security where you operate from the secret place. Psalm 91 verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Again, that union, that union is a place of security. John 17, 23 John 17, 23, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved me, them as thou hast loved me. I in them and thou in me. I in them and thou in me. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you are carrying God. You are carrying Jesus Christ and you are carrying the Holy Spirit. You are a dangerous person to meet on the, on the road. Somebody carrying God. I in them. Jesus is in you. And the Father is in Jesus. Ah. I salute you. I salute you the righteousness of God. Amen. I salute you. Even Jesus said you are the light of the world. Everything in him, it transfers to us. Somebody... Your husband, what's the latest car people are driving now? The best. Help me. Come on, you know it. You, you deal with automobile. Tell me now, which is the best? 
Or which one do you want to buy next? Huh? Land Rover. The 2024. The way you are smiling, God will help you. <laughs> I, know, I know why he's smiling, but I won't say anything. 2024 Land Rover. Amen. All right, sit down. Let's say John, who is still single, have you? you have not brought us any notification, so we can say that. Let's say John buys a 2024 Land Rover on Friday. He marries on Saturday. Come on. And that girl is coming from one poor background from some village somewhere. But she knows how to drive. On Monday, after the wedding, she's cruising in a 2024 Land Rover. Full option. She's coming down the road. People will be coming out of the area. When, when she, once they realize she's the one, people in the neighborhood will come out and say, come and see America. Wonder. <laughs> because it's like, ah! No be, no be, is, is, is that not, is, is that not that gag they call fate? Now they come, so people will come and say, eh? Hey. People will be doing like this. I wish she's If they will come, they say, come, 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 my daughter, come. Good woman will say, come. You tiff Who give you, where, where? She will just do like this. When the devil is telling you, how can you command me? You just do like this. I am married to Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? As long as you are in him. Colossians 1, 12 to 14. Giving thanks unto the Father who had made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Who had delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom, verse 14, we have redemption through his blood. In whom, as long as you are in him, everything is possible. Let another girl touch that Land Rover 2024. They will pick her up and say, Are you a thief? You want to rob this car? But the girl he married. He said, can I have the key to our car? We'll be cruising. People will be saying, hmm, oh, wow. And those who are not saying, that guess my sister. <laughs> that guess my sister. Mishwa, they, they are like fourth cousins. You know, but now she's driving Land Rover 2024. She's a sister. What made it happen? The union. You yourself have a union with Christ. You see, someone say, if I have wings like a bird, I will fly. It's a good song, but it's a lie. Because even if I tie wings for you like a bird, you cannot fly. But the aeroplane is a big bird. The moment you enter, it will give you the ability you do not have. The moment you come into Christ, you start having the ability you did not have yesterday. When it's going 10,000 feet, 20,000 feet, 30,000 feet, 36,000 feet, you two, you are going higher, higher. In that plane. But you can sit on the ground and say, I'm going to have wings like a bird. You will sing till you are tired of singing. But the moment you get into a plane, you have the wings of a bird. Jesus has given you wings. You are going to soar in this day and age in the name of Jesus. All right, one more thought and we're going to pray. Praise the name of the Lord. So, 
Let's see how. So they've dealt with darkness. They've dealt with the storm. But they still kept going on. Joshua, uh, John 6 verse 21. Then they willingly received them into the ship. And immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. Psalm 102 verse 12 and 13. Psalm 102, 12 and 13. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. Psalm 27, 13 and 14. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall straighten thy heart. I say, Wait on the Lord. Anyway, Amos 9.13. Yes, indeed, message translation. It won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once, and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. What God has spoken to me, is that immediate manifestation is God's compensation for all your troubles. I said immediate manifestation is God's compensation for all your troubles. Jesus understood. He felt for them. They were tired before because of ministry work. Now they've experienced darkness. They've been rowing and rowing. They've experienced a storm. And Jesus steps in and says, I compress time. You have not gone as fast as you could have gone. You have been tired. Life has thrown you some sour lemons, but I'm about to compress time and compensate you. That is the word the Lord has given me for this season for our people. He's saying your season of compensation has come. You will get to your destination immediate arrival. I said there will be instant arrival. God will bring that thing to pass. Even if it's just because of you, that thing they say they cancel, God will make them to open that file again. Because of you, they think they say they are no, they say they've closed employment. But because of you, God will cause them to open that provision again. In the name of Jesus. Every delay in your life, that darkness seems to fall on the promise of God. I want to announce to those under my, the sound of my voice, under this commission, that darkness will not deny the promise of God in your life. The storms of life that are coming against you. Because you are in Christ, those storms cannot overcome you. As you speak the word, Jesus is speaking. Remember, he's the high priest of our confession. What we say here, he says there. What we say here, he says there. And Jesus is speaking over your family today. He's saying that your children are for signs and wonder. He says that that miracle will not pass you by. Jesus is speaking this morning. Let's stand to our feet everywhere. Lift your hands and thank him. If you believe that word this morning that the Lord gave me about immediate arrival, honestly, I'm believing God for everybody under this commission that before the end of this year, we're going to see some things happen immediately. That is a word the Lord gave me. We're going to see some things happen immediately. 
where time will be compressed like, like the wedding at Cana, where the wine that should take you four years or more suddenly will happen at one time. I believe God can compensate everything you have lost from 2020. He can bring it to pass. He said it will be happening at once. Your head will swim. What do you think happened to Joseph when he woke up a prisoner and within 24 hours he was a prime minister? The God that did it before, he can do it again. What do you think happened to Ruth when she was just laboring and laboring and she married Boaz and she became a landowner overnight? I said you will go from nothing to something. You will go from zero to plus in the name of Jesus. I want you to come with a step of faith this morning. Come to this altar and say, Father, I receive that word for myself. I receive it for my children. I receive it for myself. I receive it for my children. Just lift your hand as you come and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Just lift your hand as you come this morning and just thank him because that is a rhema for us. That's something God is telling us will happen. That's something God is telling us will happen for us as a ministry. Lift your hand and just thank him. Immediate manifestation. Some of you will see some money, you, you will be afraid. You will say, where did this come from? It's because Jesus is having mercy on you at this time. Lift your hand and thank him for immediate manifestation. Lord, I receive it for my family. I receive it for my ministry. I receive it for my people. Immediate manifestation. It, there are some things that are against you. They will disappear. The, the, the way sun will, will melt up the eyes. They will just, the snow, they will just disappear. Just lift your hand and say, Lord, I receive the grace. I receive the grace. I receive the grace. Now I'm praying for you. Let those hands be up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, you spoke to me that you are bringing immediate manifestation to this house. I receive it for this house in the name of Jesus. I receive in behalf of everybody standing here over their children, over their businesses, over their practices, over things, projects they want to do. I receive immediate manifestation for marriage proposals. I receive immediate manifestation for weddings, for miracle babies, for completed house projects, for cars and better cars in the name of Jesus. For everything your people have cried, for. They are, you, you've seen their tears when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion. We are like then that dream. Then, then did the hidden say the Lord has done great things whereof they are glad. Thank you Lord because even the hidden will testify that immediately you step into the situation we arrived at our location. We give you the praise and we give you honor and I release the angels to work for us in Jesus mighty name. If you believe that give him three shouts of hallelujah. 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 Well, let's go to our seats rejoicing this morning. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International. Twitter and Mixilar at RBCM Online and our website is www.rbcmonline.org You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30pm and on Sunday by 7am and 8.30am respectively at Restoration International Conference Center RICC Romanew Extension Kaduna South. God bless you.